Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer S. Royal, and thanks for joining me in this very special occasion celebrating 100 episodes on the Pure Mind Magic podcast. And for sure, I was thinking of someone really special to bring into the show for this special about 100 episodes. It's said in the podcasting industry that this is kind of a magic number. So I'm really happy that I hit that. And I would be even more happy when you subscribe to the show and share this show with someone you might, this could be really useful for. So the guest today is Jarek Robbins. And you know, he is a high performance coach, especially a high performance coach for entrepreneurs. And I knew him for a while, but what led to this interview is that I enrolled in his online course that I found and I just loved it and got so much out of the course that I thought he is the perfect guest for Pure Mind Magic. And I will leave a link to the exact course of him in the show notes. And it inspired me so much that I came up with my own online course. I will leave a link to that as well. This course has to do with podcasting and networking and what you can get out of combining like podcasting and networking. And today we talk all about high performance and how to maximize your physical and mental performance, how to change your daily habits. And also what's very interesting, we will dive a lot into why you should recharge to deliver this maximum performance and also about mindfulness and why that is so important. So Cherik, shares a lot of really cool and inspiring stories that drive the point home directly. We will also talk about his performance coach university that he has online and some other cool gadgets and features that will enhance your mental and physical performance and also make you better as an entrepreneur. So I can't wait to start this interview with him and I think we are good to go. So we are ready to welcome him here on the show. Welcome, Jarek Robbins. Hi, Jarek. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Jennifer, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It's fantastic to have you on the show talking about high energy and high performance. And I guess most people in the audience already know who you are. But for those who don't, can you give us a short introduction? Um, Sure. Uh, so I'm a high performance coach, or I always say a performance coach. Um, and I, I specifically work with entrepreneurs day to day. 
And when we work with them, we're working with them on how do we help them be the happiest, healthiest, strongest, and most fulfilled version of themselves. And and so our target client that I work with day to day tends to be 35 to 45 year old male entrepreneurs and executives. They usually earn about a half million or more a year in income. They have zero to three kids, usually in a significant relationship. Um, their biggest problem is that they have so much going on. They tend to drop some of the essential habits and tasks each day that will eventually cause everything to come crumbling down, either into a heart attack, a divorce, or possible bankruptcy. And so what we do and you know, how I show up in their life is we hold them 100% accountable to do the little things each day that they know they need to be doing to be the happiest, healthiest, strongest, and most fulfilled versions of themselves. Uh, when we end up working together, uh, they go from being overwhelmed, exhausted, stressed, and headed for an eventual divorce, heart attack, or bankruptcy to happy, healthy, strong, fulfilled with beautiful, flourishing families and relationships. And, and so how we do this, um, we use a variety uh, of technologies to allow us to tap in and track how well they sleep, um, how much energy they exert all day long, and how well they're pushing themselves, how many calories they burn. Uh, we track how well they recover based on their heart rate variability and their resting heart rate, um, meaning they can get great quality sleep, uh, but, but they might be you know, nervous about something or, or thinking about something or ruminating on thoughts, and, and they don't actually recover. So we track their recovery and their sleep. Uh, we also track um, how well they're able to clear their mind every day, so how well they can clear their mind and focus on the task at hand. And then we also track when they're calm, tense, or focused throughout the day using their breath all day long. And so through us creating extreme accountability and tracking all these metrics on them, we're able to hold them absolutely accountable to stay at their absolute best. Amazing work. And that's really inspiring what you're doing there to help people really bring this high performance. And I also think that it's really the secret key is this combination of the mental performance and also the physical performance. And of course, you have to train both. And I was really happy that I came across your course that you have online actually on Udemy. And I remember exactly when I started watching it, something really stuck to my mind where you were describing that when someone gets in jail, the first things they are getting taken off is freedom and good food. Yep. And I always say when they're specifically jail, but specifically a prisoner of war, meaning if you're in a wartime scenario, you mean in countries are battling or groups are battling and you're captured by the enemy. They do not want to take care of you. Uh, more or less, they're, you know, they're, they've captured you. You're the enemy. And so you know, if they're going to torture you, I always say, what's the first thing that they take away? And what, what you just said, they take away you know, your, your rations or your nutrition. They don't, they don't really eat a whole lot. They maybe give you a little bit of food every day. Um, and again, this is trying to torture you. If they're taking care of you, you're fine. But if they're trying to torture you and tear you apart and break you down as a human, they take away your rations um, because without a lot of nutrition going in your body, you're, you're going to break down as a human. Um, if they really want to mess with you, they take away your sleep. They don't allow you to have high quality sleep because you know if you take away someone's sleep for so long, that breaks them down as a human. Um, if they really want to mess with you, they'll, they'll take away your ability to move You know, if they tie you up and, and bind you and or put you in a small space without a lot of movement, your muscles will start to atrophy and break down. And, and this combination 
between a lack of sleep, a lack of movement, a lack of nutrition, uh, all of a sudden really starts to break you down as a human. Um, and then I always say what's ironic is as busy people, parents, professionals, students, athletes, um, what are the first things we give up when we get quote unquote really busy? And what's interesting is it's the same thing someone would do to us if they were trying to torture us. But we seem to call it hardworking or grinding or, or you know, I'm, I'm a busy entrepreneur. And it's literally the same exact things that someone would do to torture us if they were to capture us as the enemy. That's really crazy. And this is why this is such a strong picture to keep in mind, because I think it's so easy to fall in all these traps of emotional eating and just letting things go and lacking discipline and all that. But it's so true. And I mean, when we are free, we are able to choose everything. So we are able to choose the right food and uh, do our workouts and keep our mind clear. So that really helped me and reminded me about a lot of things. So maybe, Cherik, we, we start with looking into the area of physical performance first. So what is your best advice in about really keeping in shape and keeping this high energy level up all day? Um, so with physical performance, everyone's different. So your different ages, different stages of life, different fitness capacities, different endurance levels, different strength levels, different flexibility levels. So, so it's hard to give one piece of advice to everybody, um, but I can simplify it down. There's, there's a lady, and she's an inspiration to me. Her name is Sister Madonna Bruder. Um, she's a nun, uh, you know, I think a Catholic nun. And in her 60s, she decided she wanted to start working out. She never really worked out before that. And what she decided to do was on day one, um, she walked one block away from the convent. And then she walked back. And that was day one of training. On day two, she walked two blocks and then walked back. On day three, she walked three blocks and then walked back. On day four, she walked four blocks and then walked back. And it continued. And then after she got to, I think, 10 or 15 days, then she'd walk a block, jog a block, walk a block, jog a block, walk a block, jog a block. And she just had a little jog in between each block. And what it stacked up to is that's when she started in her 60s. In her 70s, she did over 100 triathlons and marathons. Now, in her 80s, 83, 84, she competes in the Ironman competition, <laughs> I can which is swimming, yeah. swimming 2.5 miles, bike riding over 100 miles, and then running a full marathon to wrap up the day. Amazing story. So absolutely clear why you are so impressed by that. And this also shows what we are capable, able of doing when we decide to do it and when we approach it with the right mindset. Mm -hmm. The other piece that's important beyond the mindset is what made it really work was consistent small actions. Mm -hmm. um, there's another story a, a business mentor of mine taught me. He said, you know, he was hanging out with my family in Fiji. Um, he went for a walk with his wife down this long trail that goes around the the property. And it's and you know, as he walked out of his little house that he we were staying in, um, there was a can on the ground. And he walked up and he just kicked that can and it went about 15 feet in the air and created a little cloud of dust from the sand. And then he walked and, you know, when him and his wife got up to where the can landed, he kicked it again. It was like 15 feet and a little cloud of dust. 
And then he walked up, and when he got to where it landed again, he went to go kick it, and his wife grabbed his arm and said, if you kick that can, I'm going to smack you. And he, he said, I'll kick the can if I want to kick the can. And he kicked the can 15 feet in a cloud of dust. And he kept doing it the entire walk. And three miles later, as they came back to where they started, he kicked it one final time, 15 feet in a cloud of dust, and it landed right back pretty much where it started. And he said, no, that doesn't sound very impressive. But he said, watch this. If I would have wound up and gave it my best effort with all of my strength and all of my might and all of my fortitude, and I would have kicked that can as hard as humanly possible with everything I had and the winds picked it up and everything, is there any chance I could have kicked that can three miles in one kick? And the answer is no way. There's no possible way he could kick one can three miles with one, one kick. But if he keeps nudging it 15 feet in a cloud of dust, he could get that can to go a very long distance, which is three miles over a period of time. The same thing when it comes down to movement. Most of us are trying to kick our can three miles in one effort, one swipe, one exercise, one day without taking the consistent effort to actually stack up to the results that we want. So the one thing that everyone can do, since a 60-year-old nun could do it starting off on the convent, is you know today go walk one block. Tomorrow walk two. The next day walk three. The next day walk four. And every day add a block to your walk. And pretty soon, 15 feet in a cloud of dust will stack up and you'll find yourself walking three miles a day, five miles a day, 10 miles a day. And, and from there, you'll have a lot of momentum on your side. And so the simplest thing in the world you could do is just start off by go taking, taking a walk for a block and let that stack up over time. Um, the one consistent finding everyone's had is when they look at the blue zones where people live the longest, um, people live, you know, centenarians, they live over 100 plus years old in these places. None of them were CrossFit athletes. None of them were bodybuilders. None of them were Ironman triathlon winners. All of them had consistent perpetual motion tied into their days, meaning they walked out to the garden, they kneeled down, they stood up, they kneeled down, they stood up, uh, they went to go get some water, they bent over, picked up the water, dragged it home, then they, you know, they walked to go see their friends. It was this constant pattern of standing up and sitting down and kneeling down and standing up and then always moving all throughout the day. They were never just sitting somewhere for long periods of time. And, and so that concept of all of us could walk and all of us could, could create some simple perpetual motion in our day where we're constantly moving throughout the day instead of just sitting all day long. Yeah, makes so much sense. And that was a really good story to show that again, what's possible. And I guess in other words, you would advise that it makes more sense to start slowly in small blocks and then keep the consistency and really keep doing it instead of doing this hyper workout of two hours once a week. Correct. So, Cherik, When it comes to high performance, it seems to be that very often or almost always there is breathing involved, especially when we look into swimming. So 
all those athletes need this special breathing techniques and also when you keep running a marathon. And I know in your course on Udemy, you feature Wim Hof, the Iceman, and I know he has a special breathing technique. So this is one example, but there are dozens of breathing techniques out there. But what would you say as a high-performance expert, why is it so important to train our breathing and how can it enhance our performance in business and all day life? Sure. Um, so Wim Hof is, is wonderful. He's a good friend. His family is a friend of ours. They're, they're great people and he's very smart. And what he's doing in the world is fantastic and teaching people how to use their breath to access calm, to access power, to access strength, to access courage, to access the, you know, the, the strongest elements of who they are as a human being. It's beautiful and to become the most resilient version of who they are. Um, there was another group I went and did some training for. They were the Special Operations Command for the United States Air Force. Um, and specifically, there was one group I got to work with who were strong enough to fight with the Navy SEALs and the Army Rangers and all the tough guys, but smart enough that they could take their backpack off and do full surgery on you under heavy combat fire conditions. It's insane. They're very smart people. Um, and, and in working with them, I was watching everything they did and I was asking like, you know, what, what causes these men to succeed and what causes the ones who don't make it to fail? And I talked to a friend of mine who was first in his class in the Navy SEALs group and he said, a lot of it has to do with how resilient these men are. And he said, what I mean by resilient is their ability that when their body says to give up, when their mind says to give up, when everyone around them screaming, give up, stop it, <laughs> they can get through it somehow. And he's like, it's very rare, but when you find it, it's unique. And he says, what causes it is their ability to stay completely centered, calm, and focused. Now, what's interesting, <coughs> excuse me, what's interesting, Third time's a charm. Let's see if it happens. Uh, what was very interesting, I have another client who used to train the snipers for the Navy SEALs. And he said, there's two things that we need these guys to be able to do when we're training them. Number one, stay incredibly focused on the task at hand. Meaning when they're looking down range, down their scope on their rifle, they need to be incredibly focused on what they're doing. Because if you're not focused, you miss or you shoot the wrong person. Um, And then the other thing, we need them to be aware of the chaos, meaning we need, we need them to be very aware of everything that's going on around them. Because if they're not aware of the chaos around them, someone can sneak up behind them and shoot them. And now they're dead and they're useless to the team. So, But how do you train your brain to stay laser focused on the task at hand and completely aware of the chaos at the same time? How they do it is through breathing. And there's two different breath patterns. And these are the same breath patterns that help people be very resilient and make it through very tough, extreme circumstances. They're the same breath patterns that cause people in Wim Hof to make it through that cold exposure. And there's, there's two breath patterns that we really love. One is a box breathing, meaning it's four seconds in through your nose. You hold it for four seconds. You breathe out through your mouth slowly for four seconds. And then you hold the breath out for four seconds and then you repeat it and you have that same cycle like like you're going over the square edges of a box and you just repeat the four seconds over and over again for five ten twenty minutes at a time and it completely 
calms your entire body. If you want to be focused, like let's say you were tied up, um, you're knocked into the ocean, it's freezing cold, someone put a sack over your head, and, and you're, you're just trying to bob and stay alive, but you know there's going to be a chance when you have, you have the ability to break free and solve a solution to get free and save your life. Um, I hope most of you never have to be in that experience. But if you were, uh, one thing you'd really want to do is focus your mind so that the moment you had an opportunity, a split second to save your life and get free, your mind would be incredibly focused so that you can get the task complete and get out of there. So how could you possibly focus your mind when you're freezing cold, you're trying to bob and stay ahead of the water, you have a, a sack over your head, you can't see anything, your arms are tied up so you can't really move, how in the world do you stay focused under completely stressful and chaotic situations? Well, it's breathing. And the breathing pattern is four seconds in through your nose, you hold the breath for two seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you hold it out for two seconds and you repeat. So now it's kind of a rectangle instead of a, a square. And in that, if you did that for five minutes, the moment someone pulled the sack off your head, you'd be laser focused and be able to figure out exactly what you need to do to get free and get something handled. Now, most people aren't going to face that kind of an extreme circumstance every day, but it'd be very helpful in your work. It'd be very helpful staying focused and present when communicating with your loved ones or children or spouse. It'd be very helpful. When you're working on an important project and you want to stay laser focused on the task at hand. And so there's so many places where this is helpful. It's just most of us aren't using this level of awareness to use our breath to keep us present in that moment. That is a really helpful technique. And you are right that in these extreme situations, we are so focused and there are so many cases where people develop this kind of superpowers and use different areas in their brain. When, for example, the child was below a car and the mother was able to lift the car to free the child. And I think when it's really this tough situation, we, we can do that and we are laser focused. So can you share some other tips, Jarek, what people can do in the business life and, inter in, and in entrepreneurship besides breathing to really stay 100% focused and also 100% present in the moment? Sure. Um, something that's really helpful in the business world is, is having a crystal clear vision of where you want to be. Um, if, if I came to you And I said, where, you know, you're, you're going to go on a road trip. And I said, where are you trying to go? And you went, I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be hard to stay focused because you have no clue where you're going and everything looks like a good option. Now, let's say you're in, um, I don't know, where would you drive through? I mean, let's say you're in New York City and you say you want to drive to San Francisco on the other side of the United States. And I go, oh, now you have a destination. So that's easy to stay focused on. Um, but what happens when you get to, um, I don't know, let's say uh, you get to Denver, which is right in the middle, kind of, and, and there's a snowstorm, and then you, you're on the highway, and all of a sudden there's a big roadblock, and it says detour. Do you get to Denver and go, ah, oh, shoot, a detour? Pff, forget that. I'm just going to go home. Like, Do you turn around and drive you know, a day and a half all the way back to New York because there was a detour on the road? No, you normally hang a right 
follow the sign, get to the end of the street, hang a left, hang a left, hang a right, and you're back right on the highway. It's just a little detour. It's something, an unexpected twist on your journey. The same thing. If you want to have high performance, you got to, number one, have a destination you're trying to get to. Number two, you have to realize there's going to be detours. There's going to be unexpected twists and turns. Those are natural and normal. And then you got to really prepare for the journey. You have to make sure that whatever route you're taking, you have the right equipment, gear, and mindset to know what you're getting into. If you're going to drive from New York City to San Francisco in the summer, you could drive a convertible. You could have the top down. You could wear cool clothes. You could enjoy the weather. It's going to be so beautiful. Versus if you take that same vehicle and try to drive that route in the middle of winter in a snowstorm, that's going to be a real bad idea. And so that the key is you want to bring the right vehicle to the right situation to handle the terrain or, or the situation that you're trying to get through. So depending on the business you're in, you got to ask yourself, what's the best vehicle I need to be using to get the results that I want? I meet people all the time who say, you know, in my business, I sell a $1 widget. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I want to make $10 billion this year. Like, that's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to take a lot of widgets to be sold. Now, unless everyone on earth needs your widget and it's a Band-Aid or something that everyone needs, it's going to be very difficult to move that amount of widgets. Um, on the other hand, it, it, you know, if you want to sell $100 million worth of something and you happen to sell homes, specifically in a high-end neighborhood where the average price of a home is $10 million, that's not that hard. Like, yeah, it's going to take some work, but all you got to sell is 10 homes. It's not a big deal. It's less than one a month. Um, and, and so it's, it's a concept of making sure you have the right vehicle to get the result that you're really wanting to achieve. Now, once you have the right vehicle, now it comes down to the strategy. You know, if your strategy to sell those 10 homes is the, um, you know, put up a Facebook post once a week and tell people that, Hey, if you're looking for a realtor, call me, that's not a really good strategy. It's probably not going to work out too well versus, you know, if you have a strategy that says, I'm going to make a list of every home buyer in, or every home owner in this neighborhood, I'm going to ask them, you know, I'm going to give them something and say, hey, can I, can I be referred to your, your 10 top favorite people in the world, your 10 top favorite friends? And then you make a list of a thousand people um, that every week you send some type of value-based advertisement to. And you say, hey, if you ever think about moving closer to your friend who lives in XYZ neighborhood, give me a call. I'd love to help you. Uh, you, you have a much better chance of, of somehow moving one of those homes. And, and it's just a different strategy. So number one is the vehicle. Can the vehicle get you to the destination in the way that you want it to? Um, the other factor with choosing a vehicle, uh, there's lots of vehicles. I mean, if you wanted to have the hardest, most difficult, most treacherous, most challenging way to get from New York City to San Francisco, you would walk barefoot in the cold with nothing on. And some people would rather have that then other people would be like, no, if I actually really wanted to get there and I wanted to do it smoothly and elegantly and in the best way possible, I'd probably you know, rent a private jet and fly across in a few hours. Um, but everyone picks the way that they want to you know, walk their journey. So when you pick your vehicle in business, you got to ask, what, what am I really optimizing for? If you're optimizing for speed and comfort, you rent a private jet. If you're optimizing for challenging yourself to show yourself how tough and capable you are, you walk. Um, but they're two very different vehicles, two very different strategies. And then you're going to build out a whole strategic plan to make sure you can get to your result. 
Um, but what helps you stay at high performance, number one, is having a crystal clear vision of where it is you're trying to go. Uh, number two, flooding your mind consistently with that vision so that your mind has no space for any doubt or negativity or anything else that would compromise the vision because your mind is completely filled and overflowing with the goodness and the vision you're moving towards. And then from there, um, the next piece is, is you want to make sure you ask yourself every day, what am I going to do today to get myself 15 feet in a cloud of dust closer to making this result a reality? And when you have that process in place, you tend to constantly make progress. Very, very good picture with the vehicle to go there. And I think everyone is moving with, with their own speed and you can't speed them up or slow them down. So this is individual. And now let's talk about recharging because when we give everything and we deliver this high performance in business or in our personal life, then it's really important to recharge. And a lot of people are missing this and then they tend to burn out and really fall into this black hole of being completely without energy. So Cherik, why is it so important? Like what we can see also in sports to take this time to recharge and unplug sure um so another way to say this is you know let's use a high performance vehicle let's say you're in the f1 racing series and you're you're the driver and you have a vehicle um what are the chances of you trying to win the race or even finish the race if your strategy is okay team here's what we're going to do you're going to fill up my gas tank once You're going to put on one set of tires for me, and I'm going to press the gas pedal, the accelerator pedal, all the way down, and I'm just going to drive as fast as this car goes the entire race without ever taking a pit stop. <laughs> Your team of 21 people would look at you like you're insane. They're like, that wouldn't work. And you say, why not? You're going to blow up the engine. You're going to run out of fuel. Your tires are going to pop off and, and burn out and they're not going to work. And, and your car is going to be sitting on the side of the road on fire while everyone else is driving past you at hundreds of miles an hour, winning the race while you're just sitting there watching. So as a human, why do we think it's a great idea to do that strategy? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect it would, story. <laughs> it, it would only make sense to say, okay, what I really need to figure out is how often do I need to pull in and make a pit stop to recharge and refuel, get new tires, get, you know, clean the windshield, get some gasoline, fill back up, get ready and go. Now, it doesn't have to be long. If you watch the average pit stop right now in an F1 race, it takes maybe like five seconds or three seconds. It's amazing. You should Google the video and watch it. There's a funny video where it compares it to like the 1930s And you see the guy come in and he has a hammer and he's hammering off this piece of wood that holds the, the, the tire on. And then he's pulling on the tire, trying to get it off. And then he finally gets it off. Meanwhile, the guy's drinking a soda who's dr the driver and someone's chatting with him and shaking his hand. And then the, someone else is cleaning the windshield. And it takes like five minutes to do a pit stop. Then they say, and you know, I think it's 2001 or something, 2003. And they have a car and, they, and it counts it down. And there's like 20 people waiting for this car. It comes zipping in. It stops. And you hear, zzz, 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 and the car is gone. 
You're like, wow, I couldn't even account to 10, and it was already gone. That was amazing. And what happened was they figured out how to have a better pit stop so that they don't need as long to make all the magic happen. They still have all the magic happen, though. They still refilled the entire tank with gas. They changed all four tires. They cleaned the windshield. They, they got the driver you know, a quick snack or drink or something to sip on. And boom, he was right back out in the race instantly. So the question becomes, how fast and how far can you go every day before you need a pit stop is question number one. Question number two, when you pull in for a pit stop, what needs to be involved? What do you need to do? What's the equivalent of changing out your tires? What's the equivalent of filling your tank back up with gas? What's the equivalent of cleaning your windshield? What's the equivalent of grabbing a quick snack? You know, whatever all those equivalents are in your business life or your personal life, how fast and how quickly can you get them done? What kind of people or systems could you put in place to support you so that instead of taking five minutes, it takes 10 seconds to refuel you? And if you could have this process set up, how often would you need to pit throughout the day to stay at your absolute best all day long? That's a perfect story and really the perfect image I will keep in my mind, I'm sure, and the audience will too. So, Jarek, before I ask you the last question for today, I will put the link to your amazing Udemy course directly in the show notes. And you mentioned that there is also a performance performance coach university you have and maybe you can let the listeners know where they best can connect with you too absolutely so if you're someone looking for high performance i'd recommend going to the udemy course the link will be in the show notes here um, and, and join us it's a quick three-hour course and it talks about all the different stuff we've been talking about here and it gives you worksheets where you can actually apply all this information directly to your life or, or business um We're also looking for more performance coaches, people who want to be coaching others on these types of topics as a profession. Uh, we, we created a 12-week online course that's both ICF and BCC accredited, uh, and it's a training certification course for people who want to become performance coaches for busy professionals, for entrepreneurs, executives, parents, students, people who, who have a need of staying at high performance in their life and business. And, and we have this online training course we created that's just wonderful. It's a world-class course. People absolutely love it. It's go at your own pace. It's online. Um, and you can find that at performancecoachuniversity.com. Performancecoachuniversity.com is, is a website for that one. And then if you want to connect with me, I'd urge you to come and uh, you know, go to my website, jerickrobbins.com, or find me on Instagram. It's just at jerickrobbins. I'm on there every single day. And our, our mission online is to reach the people that need it most at the moment they need it with the message they need. I always tell people, I don't know who they are, where they are, what they need, but every day we push out good thoughts and hopes to find them. And I, I have to say that we are very, very blessed as an organization that every single day, somewhere around the world, we receive little messages as simple as, wow, I really needed that, all the way to as meaningful or deep as, oh my God, you know, I was considering taking my life yesterday. And I read this post and it, and it reminded me of why I want to stay alive. Thank you. And I think it's a blessing to be able to reach the people that need it most at the moment they need it uh, with the message they need. And we don't know who they are, where they are, what they need. But hopefully in every time we do a podcast like this or post something online, 
we hope that it reaches you at that moment that you need it most. That's such an inspirational work you're doing there, Jarek. And I'm sure that the right people are listening to that right now, that they are on the right frequency. So I have to ask you one more question. And before I do, are you okay when we go five minutes after time? Over time? Yes, we're yeah? good. I have a oh, coaching okay. call coming up, but five minutes is okay. Very good. So just wanted to make that sure. So I'm respecting your time, but I'm sure all the listeners will also profit from this question concerning mindfulness. So you mentioned also in your Udemy course that there is a tool that is also used by Harvard and NASA to stay present. Can you share the secret with us? Sure. So that tool... Um, It is, it's a meditation headband. It's called Muse. Um, if you want to check it out, you can go to highperformancemuse.com. There's a discount link that we have a partnership with them um, for that. And what it is, is it's a medical grade EEG scan of your brain waves while you're meditating. And what it's doing is it's tracking how well you're able to clear and focus your mind. And so when your mind's completely focused and clear, it gives you little birds chirping as a reward. And then when you have lots of thoughts, it gives you thunderstorms and lightning bolts to let you know that you got a lot of thoughts going on in your mind. And what it's doing is it's training your brain how to find complete calm and focus. And it's training you by giving you biological feedback or biofeedback during the session. Now, something that's beautiful, I sat next to a professor from a university in Chicago who was doing research on children with ADD or ADHD who were on medication. And what he found was in using Muse with them for just three minutes a day, and he never told them it was meditation. He told them it was a game. And the way to win the game is by getting the most points. And the way to get points is by getting birds. That's all he told them. And every day for three minutes, the kids would put the headband on and play the game and try to get as many birds as they could get meaning they'd have to clear their mind and stay totally present and focused to get the birds. After 30 days, they were able to massively reduce, if not completely eliminate the ADD medication and had better results in school and on tests with their focus. Wow, that is so cool. I never heard of it before like that so that you can do it yourself. I know of these brain measurements that are done sometimes at seminars concerning meditation, but that is really cool that you can do it like at home for yourself and find out. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts. I mean, the machines before this, all the he the, the head caps and the neuro caps, I mean, these things were 10, 20, $30,000 machines you'd have to buy to hook yourself up and you need professional Uh, doctors or, you know, to analyze the results. And this thing is really simple. You download an app, you put the little headband on, you close your eyes and go along and bingo, it gives you a little music in the background and you breathe with it. It's beautiful, really beautiful device. And, and, you know, it's only in the U.S. I think it's $160 or something, which again, compared to what the medical, uh, costs were and all the stuff to do all this work in the past it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing to use and it's a beautiful tool to have access to that's magical and maybe cherry can you mention one more time the link to get it yeah yeah so if they want to get it it's high performance muse m-u-s-e.com Perfect. Great. So we got covered a lot of things and I can just 
motivate everyone listening to take Jarek's course on Udemy. It's really, as he said, a world-class course. So you get so much content and great information and inspiration out of it. It's packed full. So I just love this course. Jarek, it was amazing having you on the show today. So it was a great pleasure. I was really looking forward to this interview, like getting something from your strong energy that you definitely have. And And I hope we stay in touch and maybe bring you back one day to Pure Mind Magic. Oh, I'd love to be back. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for celebrating with me 100 episodes of Pure Mind Magic. And my awesome guest, Jarek Robbins, was a great pleasure to have him on the show. And I hope you took a lot of good advice out of this interview. If you did, please subscribe. Just hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you are listening to this show. And check out his online course I have mentioned about high performance. And also, if you like my online course, you can find a coupon for my course in the show notes. And then you can start learning all about podcasting and personal networking and how to use podcasting to grow your personal network. That's all for today with this special episode. I wish you a magical weekend and talk to you next time. Until then, create some magic. 